Welcome to Momentum Church. Do miss being in the house of God this morning with all of you, but jumping on like this, at least we can still fellowship around the Word of God. Praise the Lord. And we can get some Word in us and a little fellowship online. We'll do just like we do on Sunday mornings. If you have prayer needs like Bennett does, um, you can just post in the comments and we'll be praying for you when we gather as staff again. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Yvette. All right. Well, let's get started, all right? So um, I want to go into a talk. To be honest, I believe this could be a 50-minute sermon. I'm not going to hold you on Facebook for 50 minutes. And hey, Tiffany. Um, hey, Rick. Good to have you, buddy. I'm going to I'm gonna stop greeting everybody. Just know you are loved, and I have greeted you. And um, so I just want to get into the Word. But like I said, man, I, I cannot go to the Word without just getting full of what God has from His Word. I hope this week, as you're in the fast, this first week of the fast, I hope you are getting into God's Word. It seems like anytime I go to God's Word, it just more and more and more pops out. But um, today, what I want to look at, we're at the end of our first week of the fast, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about fasting today, or at least some things in Scripture that I can see fasting brings about, okay? And so today, um, I, yesterday rather, I was praying about today, and the word shift, everybody say shift, you know I do at church, everybody say shift, come on, shout now, shift, shift kept coming to my mind. And so I just looked it up in the dictionary, I was curious, why is this word shift popping in my spirit? And it means to change the place, position, or direction of something. To change the place, position, or direction of something. And I really do believe that in this season, God is wanting us to shift in our lives, to have a shift that changes where we are to where He desires us to be. From where we are to where He desires us to be. From what we are experiencing to experience more of what He has for us, You've heard me say this before when I refer to more, that God wants more. He wants more. He wants us to experience more for what he has for us, in us, and through us going into 2022. In us, for us, and through us. That, that's the more that God has for us. And I believe he wants to shift us into that. And so I began to look at shifts in the scripture. And oh my word, the list of biblical people who had fasting that was a part of their life and fasting is something that I believe was a part that they, they drew close to God. They got his purpose. They walked in repentance. All those things that fasting is a part of. But it caused them to have a shift in their life. And oh my word, it's a who's who of scripture. Now, a who's who. I mean, obviously Jesus. We know of his 40-day fast. So I'm not going to go through him right now. But I just want to talk. I mean, real quick, you had Moses, the lawgiver. You had David, the king. You had Elijah, the prophet. You had Esther, the queen. You had Daniel, the seer. God gave him spiritual wisdom to see. You had Paul, the apostle. All of these are people that the Bible speaks of who fasted. And there's many more. But those are just some ones I know you would remember and recall probably their, their biblical stories and the history behind them. But I'll just recap real quick. With Moses, he led the Israelites from bondage to Egypt. Literally, from bondage, rather, to Egypt to freedom. That's what he did. And, and fasting was a part of his life. David the king, oh my word, the shift in his life. He was an adulterer and a murderer, but then he became one after God's own 
heart. Man, that came through a time of repentance that happened and he fasted. You have Elijah the prophet. He shifted from depression, anxiety, and fear of Jezebel to running after God's purpose hard until the end of his life. Even in the shift, God brought him a, a friend, Elisha, to continue to mentor him to do the work of the ministry. Man, sometimes when you're going through depression and anxiety and issues like that, don't draw and isolate unless you're isolating to God. But part of that, God is bringing you into relationships that will help you on the journey as well. Queen Esther is one of my favorites. She shifted a nation from bondage to freedom, from, from potential destruction of her people to literally being free and for her to have a position of leadership and honor. You see Daniel very similar. Daniel was shifted from being ruled over to actually being one of ruling authority. In the New Testament, you see Paul the Apostle. He goes from one who was charged with, he was in charge of killing Christians, literally. That was his, part of his, his role to being a church planting missionary, which I love. I'm a church planter. Um, and now I feel like I'm not a church planter. We've had this, our church now almost, I guess, 16 years now. It's amazing. You guys are awesome. And I'm honored to serve you as your pastor. But man, Paul, it, it, from fasting to being a missionary church planting phenom. I mean, he, he opened up the world to the word of God. And so great shifts have happened in people's lives, and I believe great shift can happen in your life also. And you know me, I love to use words and acronyms, and so I'm giving today's little talk, just to give us some structure, an acronym, it'll be based on the word SHIFT. It'll be based on the word SHIFT. And so I want us to shift in your seeking, number one, seeking, number two, shift in your heart, Shift in your heart, heart, number two. Shift in your intentions. Shift in your faith. And shift in your time. Seeking heart, intentions, faith, and time. Now, I'm going to run through this fairly quick. This is supposed to be an eight to ten minute talk. I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> but it won't be that long, all right? So hang in with me. I want to give you a little bit of background on all of these. And then we're going to post this in the comments and Pastor Stephanie this week is going to post this for more dialogue so that we can kind of chew on this a little bit. I would love to see how God is using the fast to shift you in your seeking, your heart, your intentions, your faith, and your time. If you want to comment on one of those even today, that would be awesome. This week, let's just build kind of the comments. Let's have fellowship around our Facebook um, family group that we have here, okay? And just hear your hearts in these things. So when we fast, number one, there'll be a shift. And these aren't sequential. It's not like this is going to happen in order. I'm just saying number one is a list, okay? So number one, shift in your seeking, Shift in your seeking. When we fast, we go from seeking the carnal and the fleshly to seeking the spiritual, all right? We go from flesh to spirit. We go from food to the focus of the, on the bread of life. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Jesus. We go from temporal things to eternal things. Our mind gets off our everyday stuff, and we start to think of heavenly, ongoing, eternal matters. You know this. I know this like nobody. Nothing grasps our attention like food. If you're like me, I wake up in the morning, I need my coffee. You know, next thing I know, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Heck, I'm not even thinking about what I'm going to eat for breakfast. What's for lunch? You know, you don't get too far after breakfast before you're thinking, hmm, what do I want to eat at lunch? It grasps 
our attention food does. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But, but what happens when you fast, you begin to shift your attention and your attention begins to be grasped by God. That's what happens. You, you might feel that hunger pain, or even if you don't have pains, you may feel in a sense, oh, I'm not eating right now. Why? Because I'm fasting. Why? Because I'm seeking the spiritual. And instantly, in that moment, God's got your attention. The Christian fast isn't one of asceticism. It's not, I'm giving up all this, you know, and, I, and, and there's a spooky spiritualist thing about it. You know, no, the Christian fast is a decision to, to set your heart toward the things of God in that time, your attention, your grasp in that time. And that, that's kind of what it does. So it shifts you in your seeking and you don't have attention grasping food and other things that are temporal daily. And then in that season, you begin to seek God at a deeper level. Okay, so he grasps your attention and reminds you of the, of the things that are spiritual, not carnal. That's the first one, all right? Second one is a shift in your heart. The majority of the time you see fasting in Scripture, it is tied to repentance. And, and I was looking at it. I'll just be honest. I'll be really candid with you. I was hoping I was going to see fasting and victory. And there is that. But because on the backside of repentance comes refreshing. On the backside of repentance, your heart is lined up for what God has next for you. Amen? But as I looked in Scripture yesterday, I saw more and more fasting is about repentance. A turning of your heart toward the things of God, realizing where you're undone and laying it before him. All right. And so Isaiah 58, verse three through seven, it says, why have we fasted? They say, and you have not seen it. Why have we humbled our hearts and you have not noticed it yet on the day of your, our fasting, do as you please. And you exploit all your workers and your fasting ends in quarrels and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. It says, is this the kind of fasting I've chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves. Is it not bowing for one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? And we'll go on in this a little bit more here in a little bit, all right? And so, you know, I think I jumped, I think I jumped ahead, didn't I? Oh my gosh, I knew that didn't sound right while I was reading it. See, even pastor makes mistakes. I'm out of my environment. I'm out of my element. Will you please forgive me? That's my next one. And I'm just going to go ahead and keep teaching into that one. We'll come back to shifting your heart. I knew I was reading the wrong scripture. Um, so let's continue with Isaiah. So this shift in intentions, these were people who are using the fast kind of like an ascetic approach, you know, I'm going to draw high to this place and I'm going to humble myself. I've been told by my leaders to do it. And it's not something where, where true intentions are there. All right. I'm going to call that true righteousness. It's not, I'm fasting to be righteous. And if I fast and I'm ascetic, I, I put away things. So look how righteous I am because I put away things. That's kind of what asceticism leads to. Okay. It's not that. Yeah, you can fast, but if you miss the shifting in your intentions and all you're doing is not eating, you missed everything is what the scripture is saying to us. All right. And your fast, I love this. It says your fast ends in quarrels and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. That cracks me up. It's like, I'm hungry. No, I'm not. I'm hangry. 
And so if your intentions aren't right in your fast, and I'm not saying you're not going to be hungry and hangry at times, but, but it's just saying here, that's not what the fast is for. It's not just to humble yourself so that you're noticed and such like that. No, no. Here's what God says in verse 5 of Isaiah 58. He says, is this the kind of fast I've chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head? Or as I said, only to repent? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? No, fasting should cause a shift in all of our intentions. Is not this, and then verse 6, is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? Now check this out. When we fast, especially at the beginning of the year like this, it should shift our intentions. So that when we're done with the fast, man, it causes us to do righteous. To do things. Righteousness is your relationship between God and yourself, but also between God and, and others. You can't be righteous and say, me and Jesus, we have it all figured out, and then be unrighteous to others, unjust to others. And that's what the scripture goes on to say. So our fast is preparing us as we shift our intentions to be used of God. That's why I was saying what God's going to do in us and then through us. All right. And that's where I got my order messed up. The NS was repentance. We'll talk about that in a second. But the through us is this. Watch verse six. Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? I love that. When you see those prophets of old and different ones of old fast, it's not the end. It's the beginning. It's not look what I have done. It's look what I'm about to do. As my intentions and my focus and my the grasp of my attention that God has got a hold of. How am I going to use that now? And it goes on and it says, Is it not to share your food with the hungry? To provide the poor with the wanderer who needs shelter? To, to When you see the naked, to clothe them? That sounds a whole lot like some things Jesus said once. That, that when you look at people and you do ministry unto them, you're doing it unto him. And so this fast is not a fast of asceticism to pull away to say, look, I'm doing this righteous to be righteous. No, no, no. It's a, a fast of shift in intention so that we can go and do the work of the Lord. So it goes on and it says, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. To be right by your family too. You know, this is an intent, this is an intentional time for us to set our hearts for 2022 to be able to do right by people and to, to do, I, it's ministry. That's what it is to me. No longer are we going into the future of 2022 with looking at people as scenery or shrubbery, as scenery or machinery. A lot of times you see somebody as, a, as they're just they're just scenery, they're like shrubbery around your life. You know, they, 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 you don't pay attention. You don't pay attention to them. You know, they're just scenery around or like the person at the bank or the person at the gas station. They're just they're just machinery. They're doing the work. No, no, no. Every person I want us to shift in 22 to our intentions. Every person is a ministry opportunity, not scenery, not 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 machinery, but a ministry opportunity. That's what this is telling us to shift in. Now I want to go back because we do need to prepare our hearts in repentance. So shifting your heart in the area of repentance, that's your heart that's going to shift. Joel 2, 12 through 13, it says, yet even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. All right, you see that? That's what I'm talking about, guys. It's, it's the shifting of our hearts toward repentance. And then, then it goes on and it says, 
Hey guys, I'm going to have to stop for a second. For some reason, my Siri on my iPad, I don't want you to be here, Siri. She's talking to me constantly. I Go away, Siri. She said okay then. Okay, hopefully that works. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. So I turned all my notifications off my phone. I forgot to do that on on my um, on my iPad where my notes are. So Joel 2, I was going through that. We're to turn our hearts to fasting, weeping, and mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. In other words, it's not about they would rip their garments when they would mourn. They would tear their garments. That's a physical thing that people can see. This isn't about what's happening that people can see. We're not fasting for a show. We're fasting for a grow. Come on, somebody. We're fasting so that we can grow into what God has for us. And what that entails is repentance. It's brokenness before the Lord. And so it says that we're to return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And so if we're going to have this shift in our life, this season of fasting has got to be a season of repentance. Amen? Amen. I already covered shifting in your intentions. Let's continue down to shifting in your faith. There's something about fasting, and I believe it's because repentance and getting our heart where it needs to be is part of it. I, I believe it's that that shift to the spiritual where God has our attention, that shift in intentionality. All those things, I think, lead to this because when you start to then shift in your faith, man, you're believing God, you're connected to God, you're repentant, you, you feel ready to be used of Him. We shift in our faith, it increases our ability to receive from God the answers to what we are praying for. All right. And so fasting can do that. In Matthew 17, verse 14 through 21, there was a young man who continued to throw himself into the fire with seizures. We're not saying all epilepsy comes from the demonic. It doesn't. But there are times our physical sicknesses are demonic infirmities. All right. And I've often said you can't medicate a demonic infirmity. You cast it out. All right. But also, if it's a demonic infirmity, you, 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 um, or if it's a physical infirmity, you can't. You, you can pray for healing, but it's not. It's not a demonic issue, other than the evil of this world that sin brought in. So we pray for healing. We cast things out when it's demonic, etc. And this is a demonic situation. All right, verse sixteen. What happened is. The man had brought them to Jesus' disciples, and it says, I brought him to your disciples, and they could not heal him. And what Jesus answered, he said, O oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. This is also that passage of Scripture that when people get off theologically, they'll act as if every single sickness is a direct demon that needs to be cast out. I'm telling you, it's not, okay? There are times it is, but there are times it's just the infirmities that happen because we live in a fallen world, and we can believe for healing in those times. But here, Jesus realized that these disciples, they didn't have the faith. They didn't have, I believe, that spiritual mindset that something's going on behind the scenes. And so he comes along, and he says, he said, because of your faith, um, hold on, I got, I got off here. Jesus rebuked the demon, it came out of him, and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why would we not why could we not cast this, this out? He said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Now in Mark chapter 9, 
verse 28 through 29, it tells the same story. And the gospel writer Mark, he added this. He said, and when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said to them, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. And so to me, prayer is all up to God. We pray and God's at work, but you know, God always wants to partner with his people. Fasting is a decision you make in the flesh to do something spiritual. Does that make sense? Can you see how the co-laboring of fasting can lead you to greater faith? The co-laboring of fasting with God. God, you're praying, but you're also fasting to God. Okay, And that co-laboring increases your faith. You're in partnership with God to do the miraculous. Second thing about that, I believe, is that when you're fasting, it increases that spiritual awareness, like we said. You know, you shift in your in your spiritual understanding and seeking the spiritual, not the temporal. So in that time of seeking, God starts to establish within you discernment to see, is this physical? Is this demonic and such? And so Jesus was just letting his disciples know, you just weren't prepared. That's all. You just weren't prepared. And you know what will help prepare you to walk in the spiritual, not the temporal, to see those things is fasting. All right. So that increases your your faith to be able to believe God for greater things. But it's not faith in something that is unknown per se. All right. It's faith built in fellowship with God. If you, you, you take this time, this season of seeking him and the spiritual things, your faith can increase because it's fueled. All right. Your faith is fueled. Does that make sense? And so that that's something that fasting can do. It can fuel your faith and you can shift in your faith to believe for greater things. The final one is a shift in your time. It's a shift in your time. That's the T on shift, a shift in your time. And this setting aside of time with God in mind changes everything. That's really the focus of, of the fast. Fasting isn't just giving up food. Fasting is increasing fellowship with the Lord. I'm going to say that again because that's good. It's not just giving up food. It's increasing fellowship with the Lord. If you are going through this season and you're not shifting to those areas of changing your intentions and your heart through repentance and the seeking of the spiritual, if only you are giving up food, you're not on a fast, you on a diet. Come on, somebody. All right? And I don't want you on a diet. I want you on a fast. Does that make sense? And so it's setting your time. It's shifting in your time to set with God. That, that is fellowship with the Lord, fellowship in his word and fellowship in his presence. I'm going to say it again, fellowship in his word and fellowship in his presence. Think how long it takes you to eat a day. You should be at minimum. And I'm not trying to make, oh, what do you call that? Um, 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 requirements for this fast. But I'm just saying, if we're giving up food to focus on the Lord, I would think at minimum, whatever you would do to eat that food, you know, how long does it take you to have your coffee that you gave up? That needs to be time and fellowship with the Lord. That's just a practical little um, example that you can use, okay? And that fellowship in his word and his presence, when I say presence, man, you fellowship in his presence through worship, through praise. Let this be a, a month of just going after, or three weeks of just going after God and pray, praise and worship. And you go at it in prayer. I pray that this fast has caused you to have that, that like I said, that spiritual understanding. You're, you're giving up the flesh for the spiritual and that will draw you closer to knowing that, that you're talking to God all the time. We're supposed to pray without ceasing. He's just a part of our everyday life. And so I think with that also, you can see how important it is not just to see the three-week fast as something that we're doing 
as an end. Oh, I'm whew, so glad it's break fast with breakfast at Momentum Church and I'm finally done. No, no, it's break fast with breakfast and we just about to get started. Amen. We're just about ready to see what God has for us this, this year as we have sought him. We've shifted our seeking. We've shifted our heart through repentance. We've shifted our intentions we have shifted our, 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 our um, where am I at? Intentions, um, F. We shifted in faith and belief. And finally, we have shifted our time. Let, let, let us not let that shifting of time stop at the end of the three-week fast. Let it begin. I pray this gives you an appetite for his presence, an appetite to hear a word from him, an appetite to worship and praise him. Because when we do, he, he sets in the midst of our praise and worship. Mm, he's enthroned in it. And so I want us to be people that use this fast for that reason. The final verse as we close, and this is how Jesus told us we're supposed to fast. And so I feel it's important for us to have some requirements because this is how Jesus said it should be. He said, when, when you fast, and like this is why I preach so long. I'm sorry. There's so many good things I can't keep reading. It says, when you fast. This is what he's telling his disciples. He doesn't say, if you fast. Do you catch that? That preposition? When you fast, when, that means there's an expectation that Christians fast. Jesus fasted, disciples fasted, you're a disciple, we fast. And so it says, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their face that their fasting may be seen by others. In other words, whew, going through your day, whew, it's rough, I'm having a hard time. And I'll be honest, all of us have been at fault with that at times, you know, and this is what it says. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Man, I, I can't believe you're giving that up. Good on you, buddy. Good job. You must really love Jesus. That sounds a whole lot like the Isaiah passage. When I'm fasting to, for, to be seen, I'm doing all this stuff to be seen. And then God says, shift in your intentions. And so he says that. But then he says, truly, I say to you, they'll receive the reward. That's the reward. Then it says, but when you fast... We're to anoint our head and wash our face. What does that mean? We're to wake up in the morning like it's a regular day. As far as the outward appearance, this is a normal day. This is my normal routine. I anoint my head with oil. I prepare the day. I fast. I'm sorry, I, I, I wash my face. I, I get ready and I go out into public. Verse 18 says, we do that, that your fasting may not be seen by others but your faith, who Father who is in secret. And that Father that is in secret says, and your Father who sees in secret, he will reward you. He will reward you. And so that's just kind of a requirement that Jesus says of us as believers when we fast, that it's not to look like the ascetics did, where they would, they would put on a show of their fast, that people would say, wow, look how righteous they are. No, no, no. They, they would allow themselves, like I've said, to shift in these things toward the heart of God, so that the heart of God could be shifted within them and them through them and, and for them in them and through them. Amen. And so that's what I have today. We will post this up this week. In, and I just want to hear from you as you meditate. Use this, these notes. Go through these scriptures and meditate on these, 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 um, this acronym. And then I want you guys to post how is God shifting in your heart? Or maybe somebody you're seeing intentions shift. Maybe somebody else, you're seeing your faith rise. You know, uh, there may be somebody that this is increasing their time with the Lord. You just want to celebrate what you've experienced. Not look at me, I've increased my time with the Lord. No, no, it's I, here's what God's doing because I'm increasing. 
That's a testimony. It's not about me. It's about what he's doing. And we would love to hear some of this stuff. All right. I love you guys. I'm going to pray us out. And I can't wait to see these comments. Let's pray. Jesus, in your mighty name, I thank you that you've drawn us into this season of focusing on you and being able to shift who we are for your glory. And this week and the next um, um, two weeks, we thank you for this past week and the next two weeks, we will practice mindfully what it takes to shift toward what you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Love you guys. We will see you next Sunday as we get into John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. John 1, 1 through 18. God bless. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.